0: welcome to the football fridays in georgia podcast on georgia public broadcasting thanks for accessing us however you are doing so it's the first weekend of october we're here to talk all things high school football i'm john nelson of gpb sports up here in our atlanta studios followed by mi compadre tommy palmer down there in the borough what's going on
1: Oh, I tell you what, John, great weekend last weekend, and for many teams, it was the last weekend of the the preseason, as we would call it, the season number one. And, boy, we've got some great matchups coming this week, but but there was some dandies last week, weren't there?
0: Yeah, and the one thing that sticks into my mind is that you had a lot of the big names putting up big numbers, and this is just blowing through it as quickly as I can. Buford Mm -hmm. and Burke put up 49. Carrollton was north of 40. Cartersville north of 40. Clinch almost hit 50. Cockwood had 56. Crisp had 42 against Thomasville. Dalton, Dooley, Dublin, Irwin all were north of 40. Fitzgerald and Jones had 50, and that just gets me to the middle of the alphabet.
1: There you go. Irwin County had 46 against Charlton, and that was my shocker in what was supposed to be a showdown match in Region 2A, Class A, uh,
0: the, the Region of Doom. And you also look at Lee County traveling to the Brickyard. They put up 40 on Thompson. Lowndes in a game, I think, that started a half hour late because of weather, uh, beat where by 21. Parkview and Norcross, I think the shocker there was that Norcross didn't have any points on the board as Parkview got the Duke. And then a game that you and I kind of showcased a little bit that was going to be a tricky one for Tift, they do get past Bainbridge, but it took a while.
1: It took a while. They had to come back in the second half that was a a tough, tough night. For Tift, they did come back. Bainbridge led early, and Tift came back and pulled it out. And so it goes in southwest Georgia.
0: And Troop beats Sandy Creek. I think that one was at the battlefield in Tyrone. They win by 14. So Troop continues to roll Valdosta in their makeup game against Buford, South Carolina, put up 57. Warner Robbins started region play in central Georgia, putting up uh, 49 on Houston County. And then, uh, oh, by the way, did you know that Washington, Wilkes, and Lincoln County played? Yes, I did.
1: I think I remember that from last week's podcast that they were going to. I'm just glad they
0: did. And uh, final there, Washington Wilkes goes to Buddy Bufford and gets the Duke
1: 26-21. Mm-mm-mm. Amazing, amazing how things change over the years. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out was that Camden and Glenn – Finished a game which which I think was started on Friday
0: night, John. Correct, and,
1: yep. And Camden wins it 20-9, to nine, the final in that
0: one. That one was uh, breakfast at Gilman, I think was probably, mm-hmm. the, or brunch at Gilman might be the best way to describe that one. They finished it up Saturday morning. Let's talk about Bob Spire for a little bit. He seems to be turning things around down there in Kingsland. I
1: think uh, a better way to put it is he has – turned things around and has changed the whole uh look at the way things are. I, I really think they may be may be maybe in the hunt for one of those uh
0: really nice region one uh playoff berths. Yeah and uh the way that it works, reminder everybody, in 7A it's team thirty-two comes in from uh, playoff uh, goes to math, and, and uh, with me, you know, you look at math, and you're going, oh, come on, there's <laughs> math involved here? Yes, there's math involved, so the wild card is a team in a region that may not necessarily be a top four, so keep an eye on Camden when it comes to the final team that gets into that wild card in 7A. A couple other things I wanted to touch on real quick. Mm. Uh, obviously, our game football Fridays, Creekview knocked off Sequoia first time. That Two Cherokee County teams were both ranked top ten when added on the air. Creekview got the Duke 24-14 to there. And Mary Persons beat Spalding 21-0. Jeff Davis and Pickens continue their winning ways. Jeff Davis put up 54 on the weekend.
1: Yes, they did. They beat Bryan County and I, as, as I talked on my radio show on Friday night to the play-by-play announcer of Jeff Davis, Jim Sewell, they are tremendously satisfied with what's going on down there. They do have a tough row to hoe as we say it because you've still got swainsboro ahead you've got vidalia ahead and it does not get any easier in region 2
0: double a one other uh, game that I want to focus on obviously everybody if you would please send out your best thoughts and vibes to everybody in Zebulon at Pike County. Peach and Pike played to 42-6 and then an injury to Dylan Thomas for Pike County. He had to be airlifted out of uh, the game. They suspended the game at that point and so keep your best thoughts and vibes to everybody in Pike and if you use the hashtag DylanStrong you'll get to follow along what's going on down there at Pike County so uh, once again just uh, shout out to everybody down there at Pike and looking at the week that It will be, Tommy. Mm -hmm. We finally have most of the regions underway. At halftime, I'll still look at the teams that are still trying to piece schedules together down Mm -hmm. on the coast. And even in Atlanta, Region 1, 5A finally underway. Region 1, AA, the region of Doom and AA underway, too. Yes, indeed. And two
1: of those great games. We're gonna find out in a hurry just how good Veterans is at traveling, because they've got to go to Bainbridge this week. That's one of the games that I had circled on my calendar. Veterans at Bainbridge is a big one. And as you were talking as you were talking about uh Region of Doom 1 aa A, boy, two really good football games in that one. Fitzgerald and Berrien,
0: Thomasville and Brooks,
1: and it doesn't get any better than that in Double A.
0: Brooks last week got the win over Best Academy. Thomasville was in that shootout that we were talking about, forty-two thirty-eight, the final against Crisp. And then you mentioned one five A with bet- veterans in Bainbridge also going on. You've got Valdosta at Houston County. You've got Warner Robins and Harris, and then you've got another one that's on that involves one five A and also one six A. Coffee and Northside going at it.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. We'll find out how good coffee is. I think they're really good. I really think coffee can make a run at it again. They are not afraid to play Lee as we saw last year, not once but twice, and and played them really well in 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 both instances. So I, I think it's Lee and coffee, and then probably everybody else fighting to to make sure they don't get the region championship. To be honest with you, John.
0: No doubt about it. Also, in the perimeter areas of the Atlanta area, you've got Kennesaw Mountain, head coached by Caleb Carmine, who cut his teeth playing at uh, Shorter University in their NAIA days. They're at North Cobb, so that one will be a tough one. McKeachern and Hillgrove going at it. And in Gwinnett County, you've got Mill Creek going up against the defending champs in North Gwinnett, and that one, Tommy, is at North Gwinnett. Those
1: are always great football games. When you get any of those aforementioned teams that you just reeled off, uh, those are going to be good football games. But the interesting thing is, you never know what's going to happen anymore there's no way for us to sit here and say we think this one's going to win this one's going to win because everybody's good in that league up there in that 7a league that you were just
0: talking about and let me go into central georgia before i ask my question for the day here and Two other matchups that I that I saw that kind of came across my bow for this upcoming week, Bleckley and Washington County. So you've got Von Lasseter and Joel Ingram going at it at the House of Payne, and then Dodge and Dublin at the Shamrock Bowl.
1: Boy, I'd love to be at the Shamrock Bowl this weekend. That place will be rocking. Dodge is really good. Absolutely no doubt about it. And uh, Fitzgerald found that out a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, uh, Bill Bryant, the play-by-play announcer, for uh, the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes was just literally uh, glowing over w- what Dublin looks like this year. And this is a good football team. I think uh, that uh, it's going to be one of those
0: last teams that has the ball deal <laughs> with Dodge and Dublin. All right, so the, the question that I have for you for this week, and mm-hmm. as we're kind of at the almost at the halfway point for some folks heading toward uh, – out of season one into season two, I guess let's go with the report card here. Who would get A's and B's, and it doesn't necessarily have to be teams that we've had in our brains at the forefront of everything. Who has scored well on the Tommy Palmer report card to this point of the season coming out of season one heading to season two?
1: Well, the A-plus has to go to Conquitt County. I I really think they're just that good, and and I have to give them an A-plus. But I've got to give several teams an A and a few, uh, a B. I don't want to give anybody a C, an average. But I I really think Camden County has to get an A. I I wouldn't give them an A-plus thus far, but I'd give them – you know an a jeff davis would get an a for the the work that they have done thus far i think they've been very good and i'm going to talk about my old alma mater claxton Attaboy. tigers they're they're 5 and 1 they beat a really good top 10 Savannah Country Day team in the Pecan Grove. There yes, you go. that's what they call it, folks. 32-10. to 10. i, I got to give Tony and Claxton uh, the kudos there. But I tell you, another A-plus has to go, and I don't want to put the monkey on their back, and I hope <laughs> I don't. I'll never say anything again, Milan Turner. I promise. Go. Veterans has to get an A-plus. No way to look at it. Veterans is playing so well, and I hope i don't jinx them you know how we do things like that and we're told not to talk during no hitters but you ask i have to give them an a plus as well
0: yeah and i was going to say pickens for me is at the top of the report card jeff davis is at the top of the report card caulk there lee is there veterans because we didn't know what you were going to get with a first year head coach in milan turner that one's there as well and you you look at a bunch of folks you look at What's going on in, say, Region 4-5-A? This week, You know, I've talked to folks in Gray, and and I've talked to Coach Rogers. Dutchtown and Jones County in 4-5-A, and Coach Rogers was one of the first ones to tell me in that region, while everyone was looking at Stockbridge and Woodland and himself, Mm -hmm. he said, keep an eye on Dutchtown. They're going to be one of the ones to talk about in the discussion. And top 10, you've got three teams from the same region hanging out top 10 in 5-A.
1: Yeah, and what I like about Dutchtown is the former assistant to Maurice Freeman at Brooks County is the head football coach up there, and they bring the hammer. And if you bring the hammer, you better be able to swing it. And obviously, Dutchtown can swing the hammer as well as place it on the field.
0: One other uh, game in Quad A that sticks out to me as well is Woodward and East Side, uh, as the kids say East Side. I don't know where that came from, but I know that that's just what they say. <laughs> so Woodward and East Side, everybody gets to take a peek at, t- a peek at Taj Gary as well. Um, when you look at where we are right now and a lot of the the basketball on grass that we're seeing, you know, like I said, Warner Robins, Valdosta, Stockbridge, Southwest Cab, Rome, North Gwinnett, Mill Creek, Lee, Jones, Irwin, Fitzgerald. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago that you think we're getting away from that. Are, do you are, do you still think that we're getting away from basketball on grass and getting back to fundamental football, where it's it's ground and pound and getting to it, or are you still seeing flashes of both?
1: I see flashes of both, but I, I will repeat this, and I hope this is just not redundancy coming up because I'm getting older, but I do remember Irk Russell, who I just loved dearly with his statements of different things. He told me 20-something years ago, he said 30 years ago, football was about blocking and tackling, and 30 years from now, it's going to be about blocking and tackling. I, I just think the team with the best athletes is probably going to win. And a lot of teams, and I see a lot of teams, and I can't really think of many right now that are doing it, but I see several teams that are putting their best defensive players in Uh, their best uh, football players on defense, and it's beginning to work for many of them. There's always, listen, we've had the I formation, the wing T, we've had the wishbone, we've had this, we've had that, we've had the other, but defenses always manage to catch up, and I think uh, before the not-too-distant future, that will happen yet again, John.
0: Okay, so, and also in looking at all of these numbers that came up last week, I see Waynesboro, I see Hogansville, I see Carrollton, I see Cartersville, I see Homerville, I see Moultrie, I see Cordill, Dalton, Eastman, Dublin, Fitzgerald, uh, Osceola, Gray, Leesburg. A lot of great football towns are getting a lot of cool results this year, too.
1: Oh, they are. And you can know those good football towns. And the reason is if you look at the top tens every year, you're going to find those football teams that reside in those communities are there, John. And it's tradition. You cannot defeat tradition. All those teams that you just uttered right there, those towns that you uttered, they have a great tradition, they have great followings, and uh, they play good football
0: in all of those communities. And we're going to keep an eye on it again this week. Don't miss us this Friday on GPB-TV. We'll be broadcasting from historic Northcut Stadium in Marietta. It's the first time that we've been there since the rebuild for the game between North Paulding and Marietta. All-access pass starts at 7, Kickoff a little after 7.30. It's Matt, it's Brian, it's Chelsea, it's me, it's Sam, it's Tommy, it's all of us at GPB, and we will be there to see what's going on there in the neighborhood. That's it for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks to me, compadre Tommy Palmer, down in statesboro we would love to hear from you reach out to us at gpb.org forward slash sports subscribe to us where your favorite podcasts are found so go to your podcatchers subscribe to the football fridays in georgia podcast our show is produced by the inimitable sean powers in charge of the ones and twos keeping us on the beat football fridays in georgia is a production of georgia public broadcasting i'm john nelson see you next week